fantasy football, and hopefully you did not take our advice because it has not worked out from here, Joe, when it comes to some of our picks. There's been a rack of injuries. Mm-hmm. It feels like every uh, main starter uh, is hurt. <laughs> I traded you McCaffrey, and thank God I did, because now he's out for about half the season. Yeah. But we're not going to talk about this week, that or about fantasy football this week. No, 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 no. Nope. We fooled you if you thought that's what you were going to have. We're going to go back to our roots, and we are going to give you a grab bag of goodness. We are. Yeah, it's just going to be a special grab bag episode, just like the old bulls in the ring used to do. Yes. So I think maybe we should go back to the uh, one of the original things we used to do. And what are you smoking, Joe? Oh, I am having a uh, Monte Cristo uh, classic and series. Never change. <laughs> no, that's not true. That's not true. I used to have Romeo and Juliet's all the time. Oh, well, all right, okay. Well, hold on. I, got, I actually want to. I want to. I don't get. I'm not. This is a free promotion kind of thing. If you're ever looking to order cigars online, I go to cupofjoes.com. That's why you should, because you, you can order single cigars off there. You don't have to get, like, bunches, like I know a couple other ones do. So I ordered some this week because I was running. I have, like, a bunch of my Cubans left. I have a bunch of uh, my special Jersey Shore cigars I get from this place down there. It's, like, like hand-rolled. And I don't like dipping into those because yeah, I... hand-rolled. <laughs> we got hacked. <laughs> I don't like dipping into those because they, they're, like... Um, they're hard to get now, especially with... I don't get on the shore till next summer, and then with Cuban cigars, COVID's probably ruining it, that that whole business. But anyway, um, so I ordered a few from Cup of Joe's, and I got a call yesterday from this weird number, and I answered it, and it turned out to be, I guess, a guy who works for Cup of Joe's saying that two of the cigars I ordered were out of stock, and he's going to replace them free of charge with the, uh, the cigar that's like the next one up. I think it was like a um, it was another kind of Monte Cristo. But anyway, it was just uh, you don't see that kind of service often. Usually they'll send you an email and you fucking miss it or some crap like that. But the fact that he called me personally to say, hey, I'm, is this okay if I replace it? Uh, I thought that was pretty cool. So uh, I just wanted to kind of throw that out there. But yes, I'm smoking a Monte Cristo. Um okay. This is my last of my... I, I, saved, I saved this cigar for a while because it's a big cigar and it's a longer smoke. Um, but it's my last one of, like, a generic cigar. So I kind of smoked this without dipping into my uh, my special stash, if you will. Okay. What are, you, what are you smoking? I'm having a diesel. You like your diesels? Mm-hmm. You like your diesels? I do. I, I, I'm kind of a creature of habit when it comes to certain things. I've been a little bit more uh, adventurous, I guess you could say, with some of the uh, the picks I've been making lately. But it, I, it's just to me, it's a good cigar, so I, I always just try to keep uh, keep getting it. Because when you find a good cigar that you know burns well and it's it's cheap and this and that, it, you, you kind of got to go with it. And I was actually, I think I brought it up a few weeks ago that I was uh, having these uh, seconds. I guess they're action ones, and they're really good, but I, I, I'm not, like, 
the last time I ordered, I was uh, drunk when I ordered it. I haven't been drinking. I still, uh, I'm still going strong. But I, uh, I ordered the wrong size, and I'm like pissed at myself now. So, do you? I got a question for you. Do you find, um, that if a cigar is cheap, like, if a cigar is under ten bucks a, a cigar, do you find it's not as good? Because I've had some real cheap cigars that have been excellent. Hmm. So no, I don't. I don't necessarily see it that way. I like a uh, like a heavier cigar, and I mean sometimes it's just some of the cheaper ones are just great at that. But then, like when we were in uh, Vegas that one time, and we got those. Uh, we got the. Uh, Oh, Christ, I can't think of it now. Opus X. Okay. They were. It was an excellent cigar, but I've had cheap ones that were just as good. So I mean, it really depends on on what you like. I mean, I, I can pretty much smoke anything, though. I, I'm not. I'm not really that picky. I kind of. I think I've become more like a snob. With oh, it, really? I yeah, like, and I don't want to be like that. I really. I'm a creature of habit. So if I find something I like, and that goes with anything, I kind of stick with it. Like uh, Romeo and Juliet's I smoked for years. Now I don't really smoke Romeo and Juliet's anymore, but I smoke Monte Cristo's a lot. And they're not cheap. Okay. Um, no. I like that Florida cigar I told you about not that long ago. Um, I forget. Florida Sun Grown, I think it's called. I've been, I smoked yes. that. That's, a, that's like a, on the $10, $11 a sticks uh, side of things. Um. So I, I, that's kind of where my head's at. I do, like, I try and branch out, but sometimes when <laughs> I'm going through the cigar list and I look at the cigars, sometimes if the band doesn't attract me, I, I keep going. Like, if it looks really? like it's a, yeah, like, it's such a chick you thing. You are a little snobby, aren't you? I, it is, and I, I don't like being that way, but, like, if I'm looking at like, the band is just not, like, if it's just, like, this plain band, I'm like, oh, it looks like a cheap cigar. <laughs> like, I don't know if I really want to smoke that, but, uh, I have a hard time stepping out of my box. Uh, so yeah, I, I, I will pretty much try anything. Yeah. I, damn, it, mosquito was attacking me there. It looked like a pterodactyl coming down at me. Uh... Yeah, I can, I can pretty much smoke anything. I'm not, I'm not picky at all like that. Uh, but I do have the ones that I like because I know how they burn. I know how they speak. Like, I can't stand a cigar, and I notice this a lot. And I was actually, I wanted to bring this up, and I don't know if you notice it, but I definitely do. Recently, I've been getting a lot of cigars, and a lot of them, I mean like a ton, have been, I've been pulling out, I call them like twigs. It is just like branches from the whole, like from where I'm burning all the way to the end of just thick leaves. Like they're they're not tobacco leaves, they're actually like the, the branches of it. Okay. And it's beyond terrible. I like can't stand it. I'm freaking ruining cigars because it busts the, the integrity of it and it makes and if you don't pull them out it just makes it so hard to draw the cigar because it's trying to burn 
like a twig in there. Right. And I just, I hate it. And I've been noticing that a lot more. Probably in the last four or five years, I've been getting a lot of it. And I've, I've probably ruined, I don't know how many cigars by just pulling it out. And it's just, it's something that just, it annoys me. So when I do find a cigar that I like, for the most part, diesels are pretty good. Uh, but if, and it seems like, and this is my conspiracy theory on it, and maybe if someone is in the know, prove me wrong, it almost seems like at the end of the day, like these cigar rollers have to get like, say, a thousand cigars done in a day. And they're at like, 850 and, and you know they got an hour left to work and they're just like we got to get this done and they're just rolling anything in there and it could be it could be a branch in there it could be a freaking tree they don't care they're just trying to get it done so they don't get fired so i don't know if it's that and if you get like i usually buy them in five packs ten packs from uh, cigar international it seems like if one of them has it in that five pack they all have it so i don't know what do you know? I mean, do you want to name the brand that this comes in? Maybe people could steer clear of it. It's not even that because when they don't have them in it, they're great. Okay. But when they have them in it, it's bad. And I I've had it a lot. Like uh, I don't want to name names because I mean, if you know what I'm talking about, you've seen it. But it's just it's annoying. It really is. Like uh, nothing's worse, especially when like I'm at work and I'm trying to. You know, get one, and I'm sitting there, and I'm just freaking destroying the cigar. And now I got like a, a half a cigar that I smoked, and then the other half is trash. Shit. So. Yeah, I've never, I've never encountered that problem. Like, uh, my biggest thing, I just hate when the cigar falls apart at the end. <laughs> now, do you chew on it? No. Do you squeeze it. What do you mean, squeeze, like, squeeze with my mouth or squeeze, like, fingers? Squeeze with your fingers. Um, when I'm test, when I'm, uh, when I take one out of the humidor and I'm, like, about, if I'm looking for a cigar to smoke, I'll give it a light squeeze to see, like, if it's okay or if it's too dry still and it needs to be in there longer. Um, but when I'm smoking it, no, I, I hold it pretty lightly. Do you ever notice, like, when you're having it, around like the like outside you'll feel like it like almost like it's like it's hard like every it could be it could be very like this one's very squeezable but right here and you, you can kind of see where I'm holding right yeah. here, like it's squeezable here but here it's hard okay you ever I, get that like if you, yeah if you, if you did this with your hand if you just kind of went around it like that right I'm doing it now for anyone who's seeing it I'm I'm, I'm kind of pinching the shaft of it I feel I'm this is turning very uh, erotic. <laughs> it is, but yeah, it, I, you get that every once in a while, and, and that and that's rough. Like I said, you gotta. It, it just seems that the quality of cigar making has gotten a little bit worse in probably the past five years of me smoking, and I mean I've been smoking for twenty years now, so. Mm -hmm. It just, I, I don't know. I get, I get pissed with it. Do you think it's because of global warming? <laughs> no, I do not. Because I don't believe in it. Oh, no? Okay. <laughs> no. I don't believe in climate change because apparently California's on fire. Yeah. Yet, 
Canada and Mexico are not. So I don't understand how, like, the fire says, like, oh, it's almost like an illegal immigrant. Like, it's like, hey, we, we can't go to Canada. We can't <laughs> jump to Mexico. We're, we're, we're stuck here. I, uh... I had my, my, my humidor was, pre- I only have one humidor, but it was pretty much like filled to capacity. So I ordered this bag off Amazon and it's supposed to, it's like a humidor bag. It's like a bag thing and it has like the, um, that square pouch, that brown pouch, you know what I'm talking about? Yes. So, um, I ordered off Amazon because I just wanted to throw some cigars in there just to kind of keep them humidified. So, I, and then eventually I'll transfer them to the humidor when that goes down a little bit and I get it from Amazon and it's huge <laughs> I, I guess I ordered large by accident it's like probably it's yay I, I mean I, I can't really it's hard to tell uh, by um, you know with my hands but it's pretty freaking big like you could probably fit like 50 cigars in there really? yeah oh alright yeah I, I've been when I order some of these. I that's why I like Cigar International. I know you, you're a fan of uh, Cup of Joe, and we are really giving out some uh, free plugs here. Yeah. But the thing about uh, Cigar International, what they'll do is they'll do like packages, or you know, you can get a free gift here and there. And I'll get like travel humidors, mm-hmm. and I probably got I don't know how much. Jesus, I probably got like five of them just sitting around in my closet. Really? Yeah. I probably in all now I probably got like ten humidors just knocking around the house. Wow. I um I got th- I got three at work. I uh I have one travel humidor. It's like a circ. I think you've seen it before. It's like a circular cylinder type. It's like kind of I think it's yes. like pleather. I use that sometimes, but you can only fit like maybe three or four in there. Um, I got the three pouch one. The kind of like I I think I believe you have one of those too. Yeah, I don't even know. I have a few of them. I don't yeah. know where they are. I have a I have a few. Um. I usually like when when we go to the cabin a few weeks. I'll probably bring the bag that way. I could like stuff a good amount in there. <sighs> now I'll show you how big this fucking bag is. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. So I mean, one thing with the cabin is, uh, you know, we're gonna be doing a lot of drinking there. That's coming up in a few weeks. I see you're drinking your favorite beer. My favorite um, fall. It, it has now become my favorite fall beer. It overtook Oktoberfest because. They changed the formula of Oktoberfest. Uh, I don't know what they did, but they I think like every year they twi- they, they they like tweak it a little bit. I, I've, I've noticed that. You and I'm talking about tell like differences. Yeah, and I'm talking about Sam Adams Oktoberfest, but they yes. they changed it up, and it's still good, and it's still like one of my favorite ones. But uh, Shipyard Pumpkinhead is is become like my new favorite fall beer. Like I always. Look forward to getting. I got a six pack last week. I'm I'm trying not to drink as often. I'm taking a page out of your book. You inspired me. So this is my first beer since Sunday. I had one beer on Sunday, and then I uh, I had another beer last Friday night. Um, so I'm kind of trying not to drink as much before the cabin, so I can kind of cleanse the body a little bit. Yeah, that's uh, one main thing that I'm doing about it. I kind of definitely want to. Uh slow down the amount that I am drinking mm-hmm. and I've been good I've been it's been six weeks I've had seven beers I only had beers at the draft so I've been kind of good about everything on that yeah there's definitely days though that I wish I could just grab a beer but yeah 
I uh, I wasn't gonna drink tonight, but I, I I only bought usually I bring four out here with me. <laughs> I only bought this one, so I'm kind of trying to cut back. But yeah, so I'm drinking Shipyard, and you are not drinking anything. Okay. I am having a cup of coffee, but it's probably like cold now. Aren't you gonna be up all night? Nah, nah. I could drink. I could drink coffee and go right to bed. Oh uh, yeah. Oh, you're you're a machine, Tom. Yes. Well, that's just the lack of sleep. So. Yeah. I do have to say. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I don't mean to cut I'm you off. You're so Tom's wearing a hoodie. So it's like brownish hoodie, and there's a red patch on like the uh, the bicep area. For every t- and like I I know what it right says. It says GAF. But quickly, it kind of looks like something else is on his arm around yeah, the bicep area. A, a certain a, symbol uh, of the 1930s Germany. <laughs> but it's not. It's actually it's, gray. Oh, it's gray. gray okay. Just so you know. Oh, it's dark. It's I can't really see. A, uh, it's a supply company for uh, construction equipment. And it's a it's a big hoodie. It's actually like two sizes bigger than what I usually wear. But it's it's quite comfy, so that's why I'm in that now. Well, that's the best kind of hoodies to wear that they're a little big on you. Yeah. But yeah, it, it, the first couple of times I'm like, is that what I? That, that's not what I think it yeah, is. No, <laughs> it, it is not that. <laughs> <laughs> but it's so it's placed like right where they placed yeah, it. It, it. It definitely wasn't smart how they did that. <laughs> yeah, it looked. <laughs> it's just. It I was, might have to. I might have to build Belichick this it, uh, hoodie if I go out in public. Yeah, uh, put like some black tape over it. <laughs> yeah. It took me. It took me by by a. Uh, by surprise, the first time I took, got a glance of it. But yeah, that, that's that's what I'm wearing now. Hmm. Yeah, it, it is getting to uh, sweater weather. We're going to be getting into our uh, our favorite season, or our, I guess our maybe our favorite month coming up. Yes. So we'll, we'll have some exciting stuff on that. Yeah, we have some cool things coming up. I, I would say. Yes. But uh, we are we are going to the cabin. I, I believe we talked about it last year, didn't we? We did. We said yes. we were going to do a show last year at the cabin, but it's too it's too chaotic. It, it really is chaotic there, and it's nothing other than just the fact that you have so many people doing so many things, and mm-hmm. it's hard to get everyone to stop for an hour to sit there and talk. Yeah, yeah, it is. It is. It is a little difficult. A lot of personalities. But, so. Uh, We'll be going up there. I don't think the crew is going to be as big this year as it was last year, so... No. I think for the most part it will be, with the exception of maybe one or two. But... But, yeah, it, that and the other bad part about it is there's, like, no service there. So even if we wanted to, we couldn't, I guess, upload a uh, the episode until we got back from it. No, definitely not. That's why I don't like, especially now this year I have a kid... So it's going to be hard to kind of, like, FaceTime my wife and the baby. So it's, uh, that part I'm not really looking forward to. So it's, it's, are you okay? Yeah. Tom saw a ghost, and, <laughs> and now he's scared. I did not see a ghost. <laughs> Something as huffed. We were, as we were recording, <laughs> I heard a loud huff. And I know that deer will do this. They will, they will let out, like, a huff. Mm-hmm. But this was definitely not a deer, and if it was, this was probably like a uh, a red stag. I mean, this thing, it sounded loud. It actually were, we stopped for a minute, because I had to turn on the outside lights to see if there was anything, because 
pretty much where I am, I had on a few lights that are right above me. Mm -hmm. But we have floodlights that shoot into the backyard. And I yelled up to the wife to put it on because probably 10 feet away from the end of the patio, and I'm only 5 feet into it. So 15 feet away, it's total darkness. I mean, you can't see anything. Yeah. And I didn't want to, I didn't want to like turn and there'd be a bear within like three feet of me. So we, we paused for a hot minute. We, we took a look around and right now I have the, uh, the lights on, but as this usually happens, when you think you see something or hear something, now you're like, or even like if you had like a uh, bug crawling on you. Oh yeah. You, you almost get like the heebie-jeebies. Yeah. I'll never forget, uh, I think it was maybe last summer or two summer. we were on your, your, your old house, the deck on your old house. Yes. And a tick was crawling on me. So, do you remember this? Mm-hmm. Okay, so, I, you know, I got I got rid of the tick. But then, like, the rest of the show, I'm constantly checking my ankles and, like, lifting my feet up. <laughs> like, I was just, like, I kept feeling like something was crawling on me. I guarantee it's probably, like, it, it's got to be something with your brain. It's a, yeah, it's, psycholo- yeah. it's uh, psychologic. Well, well, I think your brain likes to fuck with you, too. Because it's probably, like, you know what? Let all these little itty bitty tiny like hairs just start like moving on your clothes, so you feel like something's moving on there. Right. I, I really do think like your body fucks with you a little bit. It does. It does. So, but yeah, I uh, I got now. Like, I kind of got the look over my shoulder type thing. And the worst part is right now where I'm sitting. Right behind me is a huge grill, so even if this thing came up behind me, I couldn't see it because this grill literally takes up like the entire back view for me. Well, I'll tell you what, no. I can see behind you. If I see something move, I'll wave. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I got your back. John Candy, fucking running from the bear in the great outdoors. <laughs> I'll be Ackroyd, you be Candy. <laughs> The bear's pouncing on you uh, while you're under the door. <laughs> no, I mean dead. <laughs> oh, that, like in real? Okay, <laughs> you're not talking about great outdoors, John Candy. You're talking about real John Candy. Yeah. Oh, no, I'll make sure that doesn't happen. Good thing though about black bears though is that they scare easily. So all you have to do is stand up, put your arms over your head, and just scream really loud, and they'll take off. Yeah, I'm not being a test subject for that. It is true. They 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 get frightened easily. Well, I can tell you why. I guess maybe, uh... Grizzly? Maybe now, if it was Grizzly, you better get, get into the fucking house. Yeah, well... <laughs> I don't want to take a chance with any bear. And I don't know if I ever told you this story, but this one time, we I went hunting up in, uh, up in Deer Park. Not Long Island. There's another town of Deer Park that is up by us in Orange County. And it's state land, and it's known to have a lot of bears up there because it's, it's pretty much on a mountain. Right. And where you park, they have a gate, so you can't drive all the way in. You have to park, and then you walk this, like, long trail. It's probably, like, I would say probably, like, a half a mile, like, one-way walk into where it opens up into this kind of open field. And then there are different, uh, like, different trails you can take. You can go north, south, you know, it's... It's different ways you can go. Right. And I'm walking, and we get to the that, that spot now, like that open area. And my buddy looks at me, and he's like, dude, where's your back tag? 
And I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? I'm like, I left it at the car. So now I got to walk all the way back. So as I'm walking back, I'm probably like halfway there. He couldn't hear me if I was yelling because I'm that far away. And uh, maybe 20 feet in front of me, I see this little brown or little uh, black bear ass come running out and walking right down the trail. And I literally shit myself because this thing was little. I mean, it looked like, you know, you know, the size of my mom's dog. Mm-hmm. A medium-sized dog. This thing was about the same size, but chubbier. Okay. Just a little round ass. And I stopped <laughs> dead. I didn't move for about 10 minutes. I had my gun up and ready. I, I was like, because if that little bear's here, mama's around there. And I, I shit my pants. I didn't move. I didn't. I don't think I uh, took a breath for the, the 10 minutes that I was sitting there. And finally, I, I got up. I, like, creeped back. I, I, I looked like a like an old villain from a a cartoon character. I'm like walking like on my tippy toes back to the car. I get my stuff. I come back. I, as soon as I get past the point where I remember where I was, I like took off running. Cause I'm like, if this thing's chasing me, I'm, I got to get close to this guy so he can hear me screaming for Mm -hmm. help. And he's like, what the hell took you so long? And I'm like, and I explained it to him. He's like, yeah, that was probably a smart move. Cause (laughs) it, it was definitely not a, uh, it wouldn't have been a good thing if this thing came at me. Well, you know, we were talking about the cabin last year. Within, like, an hour of us being there, there was a bear <laughs> at the campsite. Like, a little baby yeah, bear. <laughs> he, was, he was more curious than anything. Yeah, he wasn't... He was kind of off. He was by the, um... By the, uh... The, whatchamacallit chair. The, uh... Clay pigeon chair. Yes. But he, he actually put a few holes in it, didn't mm-hmm. he? He was a cute little guy. Yeah, until he ripped your face off. Oh yeah, that's that's that could happen. So. Yeah, I'm definitely not dealing with bears, but I guess we were talking about John Candy and death, and I guess that kind of leads into where we're going with this, because there's been some uh, big news that's been happening lately. There is. Who do you? Uh, who, we're gonna take a walk into the the, the Bull and Ring Cemetery. Yes, we are. It's been a while. There's a lot of weeds around. Tom, you have to get on this. Get your get your weed whack around and start taking care of this. Yeah, I don't I don't do it at home. I'm not doing it there. <laughs> it adds to the ambiance of the graveyard. <laughs> All right. So who should we who should we visit first this week? Uh, I guess we should probably just go with the biggest one. Okay. And that would be Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Oh, this! I thought she was dead probably for about three years now because she looked like she was ancient and pretty much would fall asleep at uh, any type of event. If there was a speech, she'd be passed out there. She did not look well, and is that true? She'd be passed out on the bench? Oh yeah, they, were, they, they had they had videos of hers like sleeping at a few of them. You know, she looked like she was knocked out. Um, that is someone yeah, who's she, she, what a lazy person. You're at your work. Well, I mean, it's a speech. I, I know. I'm, 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 I'm making a joke. It's. <laughs> but I no. But th- th- that's where it comes down to. I, I understand that they're lifetime appointments, but like at a certain point, I would bow out. I, I don't think I could sit there and want to go in the work every day at, you know, at an age that she was, and she was 87 years old. Like, why would you want to go to work every day at that age? Um. 
I think the reason is because she knew if she stepped down, the person that would be appointed to her position, she would hate. Oh, it was definitely political. Of course, yeah, that's 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 where I'm going with this. It's she. As long as she was there, she had a voice for the liberals and the women. Um, and if she stepped down, Trump was going to appoint, especially when during Trump's presidency, he would appoint somebody that would probably have different views than her. So she probably just kind of stuck with it and said, I'll just die here instead of stepping down and having someone replace her that, and then she, like, the rest of her life, she's probably regretting stepping down. Well, if, that, that's exactly what happened. I mean, that she, is what happened. <laughs> he died on the bench. She was uh, born on March 15th, 1933. Oofa. Yeah. She was, I believe, one of nine, nine females in her graduating <laughs> class from uh, Cornell University. So, I mean, at the time, she was probably, that would have been the mid, mid-50s, I assume. Early 50s, mid-50s, when okay. she graduated. So, women still weren't really kind of, I guess, in the forefront of working, let alone being a lawyer, and you know, on, on that end. She ended up, I believe, having a uh, two children. So, she was a working mother while while doing this right you know while being a uh, while being a an attorney and then a judge and eventually I guess uh, she got appointed by Bill Clinton in 1993 he appointed her to the Supreme Court he in her later years I guess she she had a few bouts of uh, cancer and that's what eventually I guess uh, she succumbed to mm-hmm. but I even at the end there, I guess she said that she doesn't want she want she doesn't want Trump replacing her, things like that. She doesn't, and that's right now the hot button topic. That with it being an election year, for her to or for her seat to be filled, because usually it's not done, but it's usually not done because there's a difference between the Senate who appoints the um, who appoint or who puts them through to it. And the president. So it hasn't happened in a really long time. So this is kind of one of the big things that you're hearing about all in the news. So, I, I mean, I look at it like, what are we going to wait six months for this? Wait. And Go ahead. I'm sorry. Keep going. Keep going. I think that they should put someone in there. Uh, can't have a... Because right now it's, it'd be a split because it could be a 4-4 four, four vote. I I, that, I heard that odd number. I heard Trump was picking someone this week uh, as today. That's that's what he that's what the news is doing. But a lot of the um, the Democratic you know people are, are really pissed at him for it because they're they're saying that it it, uh, it shouldn't happen. This is an election year, yada yada yada. But again, most of the time you don't have the Senate and the President on the same political party. Right. So, yeah. That's where it's a little bit. There's a little controversy going on. Um, a, Instagram kind of blew up. I remember. I think. I think you sent the link, and then it kind of spread like wildfire on on social media, and you get all these liberal celebrities putting her picture up, and 
like, we'll keep going for you or some other crap and what are we going to do yeah. now? <laughs> it's like, I don't know. It, it's not funny. I feel bad the woman died, but it's just like, it's just bullshit. <laughs> I mean, again, my thing is you're going to wait six months to appoint someone and, and what happens if Trump wins? Are they going to fight it then? I mean, mm. we saw what they did with Kavanaugh. Well, the, and you obviously you're going to expect this again. Well, they they they're fighting this because it's it's you're right. It's it's the they want they're waiting to see what happens with the election. Absolutely. Because if Trump appoints someone now, they're in there for good, aren't they? Like they can't be voted out. They're in or, there for life. Yeah. Yeah. So the they're woman that he's looking to put in. I believe is only like. 47, oh, I they, think? Oh, there you go. So, they're of course, they're going to fight this because they know that there's a chance come January he won't be in office anymore. Yeah. So, that's, that's why they're doing it. They're just, they're prolonging it. Just to, you know. Oh, absolutely. And I think if it was the other way around, where if it was a liberal president currently going against a, you know, or an incumbent liberal, and they had the Senate, and they were going against someone who they felt was maybe going to win, they would probably do the exact same thing. Because, again, politics is dirty. Of course. However you want to look at it, politics is dirty. So I definitely think that this would be, uh, it, it would be done on the other end of it, too. But, again... It's this the president's job. He's legally within his authority to do it. I think that they're really bitching because it's what they would consider unethical. You know, it's it's not stepping on the pitcher's mound. It's an unwritten rule. Mm-hmm. But again, it's an unwritten rule. True. And then, you, again, not even to get into the political side of it, you're hearing a lot of people, uh, you know, oh, she was so great, this and that. And... You know, she, she did a lot for, I guess, women and women's rights, whether you think it's good or not. I mean, she was definitely uh, pro-abortion, um, equal pay for women, things along those lines, which some of it is good, some of it, in my eyes, is bad, but that's, that's my belief. So I, I, I think a, a big thing, too, that they're kind of worried about is the fact that who is the front-runner for this mm-hmm. is a... She was uh, mentored by Scalia who was probably one of the more extreme conservatives that was on there. So she probably goes along her line. She's, I think, a mother of seven. She is anti-abortion. And what I really think they're concerned about is the overturning of um, Roe v. Wade and the fact that if she gets in, anything that they're going to try to change with uh, 2A is going to be shot down. Okay. And those are just such hot button, t- you know, issues for yeah the liberal side of it. I think it's gonna it, it's gonna definitely be interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. The ne- the next couple of months are gonna be really intense in the in oh, America, yeah. like really, and it's gonna be bad. Yeah. It's gonna it's gonna be bad. Like I, I this year's already kind of been shit. And I think uh, it's going to continue, um, especially with the you know the election coming up and all this. Now with the a new judge being appointed, probably it's going <laughs> to 
there's gonna be a, there's gonna be a fucking civil war in this country at some point. Well, I mean that, that that's the worst part. It's you know we already see what's kind of going on with protests over you know uh, defunding the police and abolishing this and getting rid of that and and all all this stuff. You saw how they how the liberal side of this melted down when he won. Now that if he gets reelected and they know that they have four more years and there's really nothing they can do. Because, again, if they try to push this whole, you know, try to impeach him again, the, the, the United States isn't going to want to see this. Even if you're a hardcore, or I don't even want to say a hardcore uh, leftist, but uh, if you're a moderate in the middle, you don't want to have to see this again. You know, it, it, it just is a waste of money and it's a waste of time. And it literally just encompasses the news where it's like, we don't need to see this 24-7. And... People just are are a little sick of it, and I think, in general, people are kind of sick of politics because it it's all that we see, mm-hmm. especially now the fact <laughs> that we're all stuck in the house. It's the only thing that's on TV. Yeah, yeah. So, I just uh, I just kind of can't wait for this to be over, to see one way or the other, and. It's just going to be interesting just to see how it's all going to play out. And, you know, you you get conspiracy theories on both sides where, oh, Trump's not going to leave the White House. He's going to, like, do people really believe he's going to barricade himself in there? I mean, really. I I, I heard that, too. That's just such stupid um, thinking. He's going to just, like, you're right. Like, what's he going to do? Like, just board up the whole White House and he stays in there? Like, he's going to leave. Like, he's not a... And if he tries to, they'll for, they'll they'll throw him out. Yeah, I've never yeah. seen a president say, "I'm not leaving the White House." Yeah, and again, why wouldn't he want to leave after the four years that he did, with the amount of fucking shit that he took? I would almost like be like, "I want to get out." I I I've had this theory since he's been elected. He I don't think he ever wanted to win. I really believe he didn't want to win the election. I think he wanted to run for a publicity thing. He uh, and he struck a chord with a lot of people about what he, with you know, all the changes and shit going on in the last ten years. He struck a chord and he got a huge following because, of, and he won. Um, I think now he's in and he wants to stay in for an ego thing. Uh, no, because no one wants to lose be, uh, during a re-election year. No, you know, uh, it's only happened once in the last. Almost forty years now, and that was uh, George Bush Senior. Yeah, he lost during during his reelection year. But other other than that, it's been two term presidents since nineteen eighty. Yeah, uh, I even was Carter two term. No, can't remember. No, he wasn't. He uh, he beat four uh, four. I think Ford went for reelection. He lost, but Carter was only in yeah. for uh, for four years, and then Reagan was there for two, Bush one, Clinton two. Bush, uh, W. Bush for two, Obama for two, and now we'll see what happens, but... Even at the end of this, even if he loses and he has to leave, he's going to go back to his, you know, probably the lifestyle that he'd rather be in. Of course. He wants and, to run businesses. Day, he could Every day, he could just walk out and go, I'm the former president. And there's really nothing, like, you can't... Well, I mean, I know that certain uh, political groups want to erase history... But at the end of the day, you can't erase it. He was there. Mm-hmm. You know, 
they build a statue, they knock it down. It's he was still the president. There's nothing that you can do. Uh, he, he was there. He won. It is what it is. Yeah. Uh, Carter Carter lost re-election against Reagan in 1980. In 1980, uh, Reagan wiped the fucking floor with him. <laughs> no, against against uh, Jimmy Carter, and then oh, in the '84 okay. election, he whipped ass even more. I think he. I mean, yeah, he, he won every state. Ronald, except for Minnesota. this is why I'm telling Ronald Reagan. To me, is the greatest. I mean, he won New York, California, which are big liberal states. Um. God, he just—he really is just the greatest of all time, in my opinion. Yeah, I think he—he he only lost to Minnesota because that was Mondale's uh, home state. Yeah, but that was it. I mean, uh, for Carter, Carter won. Probably Georgia. Let me. See, I'm looking now. He uh, one, two, three. He won four states. He won. Uh, it's hard to tell. I'm horrible <laughs> reading reading fucking maps. I can't. I couldn't tell you where anything is. But yeah, so it's. I don't know why he went off on that, but yeah, basically, I think that's kind of where uh, Trump's head's at. I think uh, he wants to win just to kind of. If he didn't want to be president, I think he could have backed out and said, "I don't want to. I don't want to be. I'm done." But yeah. uh, it's it's you know I, I'm I'm I made no secret I'm for Trump, but if I'm being completely honest, I think Trump's an egomaniac. He's. Uh, very, uh, very arrogant. But I think everyone running for president has that little bit of arrogance in them. They want to be the best. Oh, you're right. Every one of them is an egomaniac. Absolutely. So I'm not, I'm not putting down Trump by saying that. It, it's all of them. Yeah. All, all politics is. Yeah. And essentially, a politics is a popularity contest. Mm-hmm. Plain and simple. Yep. Yeah, that's, that's pretty much what it is. So. But uh, for the record, though, I think, um... I think George Bush Sr. would have had a better chance if um, Ross Perot didn't run that year. Yeah. I don't know if Clinton would have lost, but but um, I, I think uh, I think it would have been a little closer than it was. But really, I mean, when you think about it, that was kind of, I mean, when you really go down the line, that was really an old verse, you know. I mean, Clinton was, oh, yeah. you know, young at the time compared to Bush. I mean, the only other time I think you really seen it was uh, Kennedy and Nixon, and I don't even know uh, if they were even that Obama. far Obama, Obama, and um, oh, uh, well, yeah, McCain. McCain, thank you. Yeah, that was that was another old versus young kind of thing. But you're, yeah, Clinton played. I mean, Clinton, you know, he, we're talking about striking a chord. He struck a chord with the young voters. He went on Arsenio Hall. He played the saxophone. He was right. He was. I think he was like forty-two years old. Um, where before? Well, had to do with MTV, to be honest. I, I, it definitely did. They they were put that rock the vote thing. They pushed that oh, they, man. They they had that thing. I mean, anytime I can remember watching it. Me too. And it was just on every commercial and this and that. And again, where you know people say, oh, television doesn't control a lot, and the media doesn't control a lot. It absolutely does. Oh, of course it did. Because look at, um, I mean, even far back as the '60s, uh, Cl- um, Kennedy and um, why am I? Why can't I think tonight? <laughs> uh, Dick. Nixon. Nixon. God, I, I'm so I'm brain farting like crazy tonight. The first televised debate, uh, Nixon looked like shit, and Kennedy came on. He was dressed well. He just stood straight, spoke well, and that did Nixon in. 
So yeah, it, it's it's all about presentation. Actually. What happened? I think they said he was sick. He was like, he, sweating. Yeah, he was sick. He was sick. Oh. So yeah, but yeah, well, it's all about that. It, it's so I, I mean, rep- I, I don't know. I, I just uh, I don't know where I'm going with this. Well, I think that this election is definitely it, it, this is probably the most contested one when it comes to ideology. I mean, it, you're looking at two opposite ends of the spectrum when you're when you're voting here. You know, there, there's really no one in the middle. And, you know, they always said, oh, Joe's a moderate, Joe's this. He's really not. Right. When it comes down to it. I mean, picking Kamala Harris as a VP, I mean, you're putting identity politics in the stuff. You're doing everything like that. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's really like two different trains of thought when it comes down to how the country should be run. So it's... It's definitely weird to see kind of how it is playing out. And, you know, I'm on with you. I'm definitely voting for Trump. And it's just weird seeing the, the, the vast difference in how things are handled. And you definitely hear it on how these people, you know, interpret it. And a lot of it is just they don't like Trump. Not a lot of people can sit there and say why they're voting for Biden. They're just voting for him because it's not voting for Trump. I saw this thing on a, an Instagram uh, story, and it kind of went... It, I can't remember it word for word, but it kind of went along these lines of... Um, if you don't know who to vote for, just vote Biden because we need to get Trump out. And it's like, okay, but why? Why am I voting for Biden? Like, what's like, why should I vote for him? You're not giving me exactly. any reasons except for, like, well, Trump sucks, so we got to vote him out. Why Biden? Give me some reasons. Tell me why. Like, because there's probably people out there who don't know who they're going to vote for. And you saying, well, just vote because Trump sucks, like, that's not, you're not giving any information about why this guy is going to make a good president. You're just saying, well, we need Trump out. Well, maybe Biden gets in, and Biden's terrible, and his country even goes more to shit. I mean, and, and you just, it's, there's a whole lot of misinformation and, you know, you hear, oh, it's these, uh, you know, you have all these, uh, fact checkers and this and that it's, it, there's fact checkers, but it's, you're barely getting any on the other side. It seems like definitely the media is playing a big part in this. Of course. Well, and they always and do. They're, and they're playing it on the Biden side, to be honest. I mean, the, I mean, you, you go on and. I've been actually, I, I recorded both the uh, DNC and the RNC, and they even said, you put on the uh, the DNC, like Michelle Obama, everyone was like, oh, it was the greatest speech ever, she was so elegant, eloquent, all, all these things, and at one point she lied in it, and only the one time did they actually fact check her, and throughout any of the other speeches, they never fact checked anything, mm-hmm. and it's just, it, it's weird that it's, you just see just the in my eyes, you see the bias between the two. Yeah. You know, and we, we could catch a lot of hell for what we're saying, but again, even the Trump tax cuts, they're, they're saying, oh, it, you know, he gave all these, these, uh, these tax breaks to the rich. If you actually break down the numbers, I believe that the upper class got a bigger percentage, but people are going to argue it because they're not paying as much. It's not true. You have to look at the, the percentages and the numbers. It's 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 in black and white, but no one wants to read into these things to, to actually show that it's true. 
So it's it's definitely going to be an interesting time. But with her with her dying, it, this is going to put an, another wrinkle in it. It's like, what else could happen right now? Yeah. And it couldn't. It really couldn't have come at a worse time. Yeah, it, it's that's true. Um. All right. All right. Let's uh let's walk away from from old Ruth here. Spent a lot of time on her. So Ruth, so long. We go to our next gravesite. Right, I guess I'll throw it out. You can go. Yeah. All right. <laughs> We're here. All right. <laughs> Gale Sayers. For anyone who doesn't know who Gale Sayers is, he was he was in a Chicago backfield that was more infamous for what happened to them personally than his, I guess, maybe his play on the field. Mm-hmm. But and then he was obviously overshadowed by Walter Payton yeah. as being, you know, maybe one of the greatest running backs ever, let alone a Chicago Bear. But uh, Gale Sayers, he was born on May thirtieth. 1943. Mm-hmm. He died on September 23rd of this year. He was a uh, return specialist and a halfback for, as I said, the Bears. He played college football at Kansas, which was probably the last time they were ever good at football. <laughs> <laughs> and probably the thing that is most remembered about him is his relationship with uh, Brian Piccolo. Okay. For anyone who has not seen this, these are this is one of the few movies that men are allowed to cry in. And it's Brian's fault, and it is, it is an intense movie. We've yeah, we've talked about this before. I, I have yet to see this movie. Oh, it is. I, I love the movie. It you know this was I believe it was one of the first times that a uh, a white and a black teammate actually roomed together. They had this incredible friendship. Brian Piccolo got a, um, I think it might have been cancer, but he he got he got sick and. And he, he ended up going out for treatment. He came back, mm-hmm. and yeah, it was he. He ended up dying at the age of twenty-six from um, embryonal cell carcinoma. It was an aggressive uh, form of germ cell testicular cancer, but it was first diagnosed after it spread into his chest cavity. Mm-hmm. And the movie was just—it was—I mean, it was like heartbreaking. And it just showed, like, you know, a friendship. And it was at a time when, you know, there was still, you know, racial divide with teammates and things. But they, they really showed how these guys were really good friends. And it's just sad now that they're both gone. Yeah. And um, his autobiography was what inspired the movie Brian's Song. Yeah. Um, the, the, the thing about Gale, which is amazing, is that he only played for five seasons. And, From 65 uh, to 71. Yeah, and yeah. his his accolades are incredible. Four-time Pro Bowler, five-time first team, Rookie of the Year, rushing leader two times. Um, his number 40 was retired, and he's in the uh, F- Football Hall of Fame. All from five seasons. Five seasons today is nothing. Yeah. It, I mean, and to I mean, make that much of an impact in five seasons is just incredible. And, I mean, you kind of look at his stats for today's age. It's not there. I mean, you obviously have the Emmett Smiths who's ran for all these yards. Uh, 
with Damian Tomlinson with all the touchdowns he had the one season. Yeah, but the NFL wasn't a running game back then. No. As it is today. And it was it was definitely used differently. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, he only, his rushing, he had a hair under uh, 5,000 rushing yards for his career. He only scored uh, 39 uh, rushing touchdowns. I mean, these weren't outstanding numbers, but when you actually look at the big picture, it's the impact that he had. Yeah. So, I mean, it's just the, it's a movie, again, going back to the movie, it's it's one that I, I almost want to watch with the kids, because it's such a, like, an inspirational movie, and it, it really is just a, it's probably one of my favorite, like, uh, football movies. Oh, they made, I didn't, are you, now, are you talking about the, the original or the remake? Because I just, I didn't, uh, I, I never knew there was a remake. Yeah, they did a remake, uh wasn't that long ago. Mackay Pfeiffer yeah. was Gale. I I didn't know there was a remake. Yeah, they did it huh. with, uh, it was, Brian Piccolo was played by, uh, what the hell is his name? Uh, James Caan. In the original, yeah, the, and uh, Billy D. Williams played uh, Gale. Gale, yeah. Uh, Billy D. But, it was such a good movie. You, you really need to watch it. Uh, I'm gonna look to see if it's on any uh, any streaming platforms, but it's it's a made for TV movie, so I don't know if it's gonna be on anything. But I'll, I'm gonna take a look. I and do that, want I do want to watch more, it. Like the amazing part about it is that it is a made for TV movie, but it has such a legacy. Oh I yeah, mean, I, I, yeah. I've heard, I've heard about Brian's song forever, but I just never really got around to watching it. I mean, if you really had to pick uh, made-for-TV movies, probably the biggest one I would say would be maybe It. Um, yeah, I mean, there's a few. The band played on. Um, a lot of those after-school specials <laughs> in the 80s. <laughs> but, ben but, Affleck, early career when he was a steroid head. Yeah, yes, yeah, that's right. <laughs> but yeah, you're, you're right. It, they're, they're very few and far between. You don't get made-for-TV movies that much anymore. Mm-mm. If at any. I don't think they are. I don't think they exist these days with uh, everything going on, the streaming and shit, but... Yeah. Man, that, that was Gale Sayer. Hmm. All right. Who's next? I guess uh, we could say that these are... Well, this one is a local one for us. And... This kind of made me sad, and I know I I went there as a kid, and I've taken my kids there as a kid, but there's a local place, a place that is uh, two towns over from us, and because of COVID and all this, and the impending amusement park Legoland going in, the castle, for any of our local listeners would know this, because this was like a, a place everyone went to, but it's oh, now yeah. up for sale. Yeah. It's, it's just, I wanted to give them a little nod because I had such a good time there as a kid and taking my kids there and seeing how much they enjoyed it. This place was around for 30 years. Yeah, I remember going there when it opened, not the first day it opened, but like the, within the first couple of months of it opening. Because, I mean, yeah. all you see is this big castle from the highway. Mm-hmm. It's uh, It draws you to it. And it had mini golf, racing. Uh, I went there for Little League a bunch of times with the batting cages. Batting cages, um, yeah. Yeah, and then and they expanded it. They ended up putting in. They built this huge facility 
the the batting cages I believe were taken out. The racetracks are still there. The mini golf is still there, but they added a. It would be like a whole arcade. They had laser tag in there. They had uh, roller skating, mm-hmm. and there was a restaurant, a bar in there, and actually, uh, they have this uh, like ball pit type thing. And I know that we've actually thrown my daughter's birthday parties there a few times. Mm-hmm. So you know the kids loved it, and it's just it's it's a little piece of it, it's not huge. It's not this big you know amusement park type thing, but it just it was kind of like a mom and pop. Yeah, and it just it sucks that the kung fu I bet you had a huge impact on it. But then the fact that Legoland was coming in, it just sucks that some of these these uh, mega amusement parks can can kill a, a mom and pop. Yeah. Uh, I, I I definitely I don't think like I don't think it was really Legoland, uh, I think, but it's definitely had to do with COVID, you know. It, it's uh, which is which is surprising because it's mostly all outdoors, but I guess if you have to limit the people that go in on the especially on the mini golf course, you have people kind of running into other people and kind of that kind of thing. I, I think that can have a, definitely a big effect. The mini golf I think was the big draw there. That's what I usually did there. Yeah, for years. Yeah. Um, but, that, I mean, again, it was seasonal, too. It's not like this was in Orlando where you could be open you know, right. all year long. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I, and they used to have, like, a uh, club in there called Jester's. Yes. Which was a comedy club. Uh, and the first, um, you know that haunted house in Monroe? Mm-hmm. If it, the fir- I went there the first year it opened. It was at the castle. Yes. Um, and I went there, and it was... the. Uh, it was kind of cool, like it was on the mini golf course. So you kind of you're walking around the mini golf course and into these houses, and it was a, it was fucking amazing. And they they moved out of there because it just got so big that they had to change locations. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it, but I I, mean, I read that it, it definitely hurt. Yeah, it's just it's sad and it's a local place. So I mean, I don't know if other people are listening from not in the area, but I mean, if you had something like that in your in where you live, it's just it's sad that you see something like this go. Yeah. It is. My uh, my wife and I went on our uh, one of our first dates there. Actually, were you were you were you smooching in the uh, the one uh, course under the castle? <laughs> I don't I don't remember, but I mean maybe. <laughs> Little smoochy poo. Yeah, there. that's that's a good memory. And uh, me, you, and uh, number forty four went there once or twice, and we hit a golf we hit golf balls onto the highway. <laughs> yeah. Mm-mm. Yes, we, we did do dumb things like that. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, that, that's one of our local ones going. And yeah. I, I guess maybe I should bring this one up, too. I think we talked about it a, a while ago, that it was closing, but now I believe it is officially closed, and that's Nat Sherman's down in the city. We we did we did talk about this. Yeah. You did say it was closing, but it is now closed. Yeah, very yeah. sad. It, yeah, it is. One of the few bright spots in the city, especially... Now with all the uh, the bullshit going on, mm-hmm. it would have been one of the few places I would have actually enjoyed to go, but that's gone now. So I wanted to give that a little bit of a, a nod yeah, as well. That, that's a, that's <laughs> so sh- it's terrible. But I guess we should talk about my personal one out of the the few deaths that we've had. This one was one of the ones that really uh, kind of sh- shocked me. Yeah, I didn't see it coming. And that was uh, John Laurinaitis. Yep. Uh, 
those who don't know, it's uh, one half of the Legion of Doom slash Road Warriors animal. Um, it does. It says he died of natural causes. He's, he was only sixty, which yeah. today is is pretty young. Yes. Um, they, it said he died of uh, natural causes. I'm sure that there'll be an autopsy at some point. Um, it I'm was. Sure it'll be uh, kung flu related. I don't know, but it was sudden because he was um, he was tweeting the day before. Because I looked on his Twitter when he died, and the day before he, he uh, his last tweet was he uh, wished his wife happy anniversary, and that was literally oh, really? yeah, that it was sucks. literally the day before. Um. So he uh, was part of. The, like I said he mentioned he was. Uh, well, I mentioned he was part of the uh, Legion of Doom, the Road Warriors, who just pretty much set the standard for tag team wrestling. One of the tag teams in the eighties, um, all throughout the NWA, AWA, then they went to the WWF, um, and it's you can read any more nice things about this guy. Like, everyone has these stories about him. I was looking on Instagram, all these wrestlers are doing their tributes. Uh, one that just kind of really just broke my heart was Bret Hart. He posted a picture from SummerSlam 1990. And he had, a, it was a picture of, they just won the tag titles from Demolition. So in the back, in the interview area, it's Bret Hart, Jim Neidhart, Hawk, Animal, and Mean Gene Oakland. And Bret Hart is the only one alive in that picture, and three of those wow, people, yeah. three of those people died in the last two years. Yeah. So it was just like it's like Jesus Christ, man! Like it just, it really is just sad. Really is sad. And they set up pretty much. Oh, excuse me. They they pretty much set up that like power tag team. Mm-hmm. You had you know where they just came in and dominated. And even from, you know, watching shows and documentaries on them, and, and we talked about it with Dark Side of the Ring, how they were just, they came in and it was, not only were they physically imposing, but like, you know, wrestling is what it is, but they still would come out and it made, the power that they used made it look so real. They, um, not invented, but they, uh, there's a term in wrestling called the Road Warrior Pop. Which is when the Road Warriors, their music hit, and the place just imploded. Because um, people went nuts. And that, yeah. that term is kind of you. Whenever someone gets a big reaction like that, they call it the Road Warrior Pop. Um, but he was part of that whole Minnesota crew, which, you know, obviously Hawk. Uh, Barry Darso, who was Smash. Rick Rude. Uh, Kerr Hennig. Um, a lot of guys came out of that tiny little town or that territory they all went to like school together and trained together and now most of those guys are gone uh it's it's just uh it yeah, just sucks who's left? probably what Barry Darso Barry Darso and um I think uh the Bever- remember the Beverly Brothers yes those guys they're still around they were part of that whole crew too But yeah, I mean, he was just a powerhouse, and he, you know, he kept the, the kind of the same thing going on throughout his entire career. Mm-hmm. You know, even now, he, he would, you would see him doing independent, uh, you know, wrestling shows. He would do uh, like comic cons for wrestling, mm-hmm. and he, you know, he would wear the the makeup. He still had the mohawk. Everything about it was just like this is who he was. There's um, there's a match from Japan. 
had taken place in the 90s. I think WWF went over there, but it's the Road Warriors against Hulk Hogan and somebody else. And at one point during the match, Hulk, uh, Animal lift Hulk Hogan up over his head, like and like press slammed him, which is something you never really saw. Um, so go check. It's on YouTube if you can find it. Go check it out. It's really something else. And yeah, I mean, even with that, I mean, you looked at him, I mean, Hulk definitely had the more, uh, what I would consider athletic physique. Yeah. You know, he was, he was jacked, but he still, he looked, he was slimmer. He was barrel chested. Yeah. But when you looked at Animal, I mean, literally the name said it all. I mean, he was just like, pretty much from where his ribs started going up, it was just massive. Yeah. Yeah. Um. I mean, like a genetic freak on that. Yeah. The only tag team to win AWA, NWA, and WWF tag team titles. I mean, you, you could just keep going on and on about this guy. But it really was a shock. It wasn't... Sometimes you hear someone's sick, you're kind of expecting it. When they go, like, it's like, alright, you know, it's, he was sick for a while. But you, I never... And I really kind of look around wrestling sites and... I'm in the know, kind of. And there's never been anything... About him being sick or in bad shape or whatever, so um, it's gonna be interesting to see what comes out of this. I hope it was just something kind of like his body just kind of gave out and that was it. Yeah, like something like a massive heart attack in his sleep. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, and you think about it though, he's only sixty. Like, he, from watching him as a little kid, you don't think he's that young. Like, no. I thought he would have been much older when I saw that he died, and then all of a sudden when they said it's 60, I, like, it kind of took me back. I'm like, holy shit. That's like a lot of guys... Like, I remember Earthquake. When Earthquake died, he died probably 16, 17 years ago. He was only, like, in his early 40s. Yeah. And, if, and I remember watching him, like, I guess it was, like, 1990. You think, like, wow, Earthquake must be, like, 50 years old, <laughs> but he was only in his 20s. Uh, the road really kind of just ages you for these a lot of these wrestlers. Like, they, they don't seem that young, but they are. But I guess when you're traveling 350 days a year or whatever it is at the time, it, you know, it puts a lot of wear and tear in your body, and a lot of these guys don't live that long. I think, I mean, all things considered, he's kind of lucky he got to 60. Yeah. His partner died, what, 2003, 2002? Yeah, he died a while ago. Yeah. Years, I think. So he was probably in his 40s when he died, which is really young. Yeah. But even like, uh, I do listen, he actually had a podcast that I would listen to, um, Animal. And, you know, he would always talk about stuff. And even what you're bringing up about how, like, the, the road kind of wears you out. I, I listen to Steve Austin as well. And he always brings up that, like, the, the wear and tear of the road and the partying and the drinking and the you know, everything, the drugs, and it's just like, it's almost like these guys do live on borrowed time. They really do. I mean, you gotta think, like, you know, you say you you, know, you work a lot of overtime and stuff, but imagine, like, traveling, like, you're, you're working one town, then you have to drive five hours to the next town, and then do the same thing the next day, and then the next, and so on and so forth, and that takes a lot, and especially when you have, like, maybe two weeks off a year. Nowadays, oh, yeah. wrestlers get, I think they get like three days off a week, which is a lot. But back then, you worked two shows a day every day. 
for the most part. Yeah, and it was, you know, when there was the territory, you know, if you got shipped out to another territory just to give that territory a pop, mm-hmm. like you were on a loan, I mean, you were traveling 100 miles minimum Yeah. if two cities were close. But if you weren't, you could be driving, like, I mean, listen to Jerry Lawler talk about it and, you know, Steve Austin. I mean, he, he was kind of on the end of it, I think, more of the territory type thing. Steve like Austin? Lawler or Steve Austin? Uh, Steve Austin oh, was yes. on the later end. Of yeah, it. he was. He was. But like Lawler, he, I mean, they, they talk about the amount of miles they drove. I mean, it was just incredible. Yeah, it, it was. I couldn't imagine. I hate driving an hour to work. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, just imagine that. And plus, you go and then you're drinking, and some yeah. are doing drugs or whatever, and that's more wear and tear. And the fact that you're actually doing a fit, like you might only be out in in the eye for at most 20 minutes but during those 20 minutes you are I mean your heart's pumping constantly you're doing physical labor Mm -hmm. you know and that's just gotta be it's gotta be rough on these guys oh without a doubt without a doubt oh yeah I just uh, I just look at it and I'm like wow how, how unfortunate it was but yeah, I mean, he going down one of the greatest entrance musics ever. For, you know, I mean, he's gonna have a legacy, and it'll be interesting because he died. W- would it be last night? And I didn't see it, but the, if they do a ten bell salute, anything like that, it'll be. I mean, I wonder if they're gonna give him the recognition on that. They um, they might do something. It's um. Nothing's really... Tomorrow uh, or Friday Smackdown will probably have something. Uh, they might have, like, a graphic or something. What might hurt him, though, is that he was part of that um, this lawsuit that a lot of wrestlers kind of joined in on a couple years back, uh, the concussion lawsuit. Yeah. Where a ton of wrestlers kind of jumped on that, and he was one of them. Um, but I think that that's kind of... It got dismissed, and uh, it's, it's kind of over with now, so... But I know that kind of hurt a lot of the guys in the past because it was all against WWE, how they weren't really... Uh, and, and no one knew about concussions years ago like they do now. Yeah. But uh, a lot of these guys kind of jumped on that lawsuit, so that might hurt them in terms of a uh, big spectacle send-off, but I don't know. I, I guess uh, we'll find out on Raw. Usually on Raw, they do big, they do big things like that. Yeah. So we'll see. All right, so I guess we should maybe uh, leave the graveyard. It's been a little, uh, little bit of a sad sh- show uh, so far. Really has. A little bit of a shit show, if you will. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, I don't know if you heard this story, but apparently, and I didn't know that this was not uh, allowed until uh, now, but the MTA has just made it a uh, official that you are no longer allowed to poop on subways or buses. You know what? I'm for this because have you ever been in the bathroom? Of one of those things, it's fucking disgusting. <laughs> well, I don't think it's so much of the. Uh, well, obviously, a subway doesn't have a toilet. I mean, the 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 trains that we could take to the city have them on there. But I think this was more of just pooping in the car itself. Oh, is that what it is? Go, I thought it was drop the ba- your pants and you just poop on the on the train. Oh, I thought it was the bathrooms. Mm-mm. Oh, oh, oh. Okay. <laughs> I've never seen anyone poop on the subway train before. <laughs> Have you? 
I've seen poop in the subway. I've never seen someone actually in the act of doing it. Yeah, okay. Oh, I've seen I've seen it in the in the sub in the in the uh, area where you wait. I've seen, oh yeah, I've, I've I've seen many things like that in my days of uh, being down there. But uh But I guess the MTA has uh they they let out a uh, a statement saying that they are slated to formally ban defecating on its subways, buses, or transit facilities during its meeting on Wednesday. The dirty deed is already barred under certain rules, under current rules, which subject the ride, subject any rider to a $100 fine for creating a nuisance hazard or unsanitary condition, including but not limited to spitting or urinating. But the rule changed to specifically add defecating to the list of bodily expulsions. Complaints of soiled subway trains surged in 2019. <laughs> So, Blame the homeless. You, go, you, you can't go there. <laughs> no. Oh, well, now I don't know where I'm going to go to the bathroom when I take the subway. So this kind of sucks. Well, you know, it's going to be weird that it's going to probably actually smell worse now on a subway for whatever reason. Because now you're going to be smelling every person on there and their, and their just disgusting body habits. Well, you already do. <laughs> yeah, well, if it's, if it's at least poop, you know what poop is. You, you kind of have the... Uh, <laughs> Now it's just a free-for-all mm. when it comes to just their, their people and what they eat and what they sweat out oh, and yeah. the fact they don't shower. But yeah, no more no more pooping on the uh, on the train. Too bad. I'm sorry, guys. Because, I, I mean, I, when I broke my leg when we went down to uh, Coney Island, remember the, uh, the elevator that we were in? Yes. <laughs> oh, my God. It, 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 for anyone who wants to picture this you're in an elevator so you know the size of it. it was a standard elevator and the amount of urine that must have been soaked in there was unbearable it smelled like 10,000 litter boxes all went up into one little vent and you were standing at the end of the vent just sniffing it in it yeah. was unbelievable that I, was probably the worst 30 seconds of smell of my life yeah i i could i could tell i could tell some stuff but i it's not for podcast ears, <laughs> but uh, yeah. Well, people are uh, people are disgusting, Tom. Oh, absolutely. So, yep. For anyone out there, no more pooping on the uh, the trains. That's right. We're looking at you, King. <laughs> <laughs> One thing we haven't done in a while. And I think we should definitely bring this back up. This is something that it, uh, it needs to be said. And we haven't had it in a while, but it is the dumbass of the week. And I think it should go to none other than Alyssa Milano. Uh, yeah, I, I, I want to say, was she ever the dumbass of the week before? I could see her being it's there. She definitely, definitely fits all the criteria. It definitely... I know we've talked about her a lot on this podcast. I don't... She might have won in the, a week before, but I can't recall. But yes, this uh, rocket doctor, she... <laughs> uh, she is a big proponent of defund the police and a huge activist on that. But uh, recently she called 911 and it sparked a massive uh, police presence in her neighborhood. 
because there was a she claimed that there was a gunman on her property but it was really just a teen who was shooting a squirrel with an air gun <laughs> which again the kid's kind of dumb for doing this in a neighborhood probably it's a legal there he didn't probably have a hunting license but for someone who hates the police and wants them defunded when it happens in her backyard oh she's gonna call the police and they sound like a SWAT team it seemed like yeah uh, yeah, if you look at the... Like, I have a few pictures up. Yeah, I, I saw them, too. We'll, we'll, maybe we'll post it this week on uh, our Instagram. Uh, I mean, uh, what a twit. First of all, like, to call... I mean, I get it, like, there's a kid in the yard, but, like... You're so adamant about... Adamant to defund the police, yet here you are calling them for something like this. She is really just, man. I, I gotta tell you, like for people who are our age and older, maybe to like your to like the forty-five year old range. She was one of those actresses that, like, growing up, like you had like a crush on, like it's Alyssa Milano, like Who's the Boss, and then she did those those, uh, those softcore Cinemax porns, <laughs> like oh, really? po- Poison. Oh no, she did like you know Poison Ivy two and Brace of the Vampire where she showed her boobies. Um, this whole thing, her, her, um, attitude, for lack of a better term, the last couple of years, her actions, if you will, have really just destroyed that. Like, she's, she's obviously just so in need of attention, she'll hop on anything that's out there, like the whole Me Too thing. She told some. She had. She had this. I don't know if she still has it. She had a podcast maybe a year ago, and she made a big deal. Like I'm gonna tell a story I never told before, and I, it, something about it just. It just seemed off. I don't. I couldn't even tell you what the story was about. I think she was at a concert, and some guy felt her up at a concert or some shit like that. But it's. It's like. I don't know. Like she just, she just needs that attention because she's not relevant anymore. Oh, absolutely. And I just find it just to be completely hypocritical that you hate this, you hate this, you hate this, but now you're gonna call the police. Yeah. Or you know she's me too, me too, me too. But when Biden had an accuser of rape, you know, oh, we can't believe her. It's just it's it's so hypocritical mm-hmm. that these these celebrities and these people who feel that they should be important, they're really not. No, they're not. They are they are completely the opposite of important. And I never was really a fan of her. I I mean, when I watched Who's the Boss, I watched it mainly for uh, Mona. She was hilarious. Oh, yeah, I'm not taking away from... But, I mean, when you're 10 years old or 9 years old, you're like, wow, like, she's really cute. At least I, at least I kind of always thought so, but... This just kind of just kills it, it for me. It makes her look stupid. It does. She looks like an, now she and she's getting blasted for it all over the place because. Oh, and she should. But this is what happens when you have a big fucking mouth. Now, if you kept your fucking mouth shut about the whole thing and stopped being a goddamn uh, advocate for shit like this, no one would bat an eye if you did something like. It. I mean, yeah, it's it's still kind of silly, but it probably wouldn't even made the the news. She does it. Uh, uh, she flubs a bunch. I mean, again, what we brought up with Me Too, 
with this. You know, she was pissy with everyone not wearing masks, yet she's wearing a crocheted mask, which you can see through. You know, it's not blocking anything. Like, it's just like these people are so warped, and they believe that they're 100% right. And there's no, like, talking to them. You know, you you could bring up a, a point, and they're just going to argue. And, and at the end, it's like, well, you're a racist, you're this, you're that. And it's like, you don't even get where we're coming from. You're just so out of touch. And she lives in her Hollywood bubble, and that's the problem. Yeah. But I definitely think that she deserves to be the uh, dumbass of the week. We haven't had one in a while, and I've been waiting for her to do another dumb thing, and here we go. Yeah. Well, it's definitely it's definitely a, uh, a good one to pick for this week. She is a dumbass and a major hypocrite. Huge. Yeah. Well, if you also believe she's a hypocrite, follow us on Twitter, BullNoringPC, Instagram, BullNoringPC, Facebook under Joe Tom or BullNoringPC. We are on Spotify, PodCoin, Podbean, Google Podcast, Apple Music. Hit the subscribe button if you haven't already. Please rate and review us. Are you dipping? No, no, no. I, I have. Oh, I always oh. Have a, Why don't you just spit off the side? I don't want to stay in the, uh, the, oh. the patio. Oh, okay. Yeah, new house. I get it. Yeah. I'm trying to be good. Gotcha. Anything else you like to add before we spit a do? No. Next uh, next month we're gonna have uh, we're gonna have a bunch of good shows. We already kind of pre-planned what we're gonna be talking about. So. We hopefully everyone will enjoy it. Yeah, we mapped out some stuff, which we never really do. No. So hopefully, hopefully the next couple shows will be uh, to your liking. Yeah, we shoot from the hip, so hopefully Miss uh, <laughs> Milano doesn't call the police on us. Yeah, right. The fundables. Yeah. <laughs> well, all right. Well, for Joe, and Tom. we'll see you next week right here on Bulls in the Ring.